0: Okay, let's get to uh, our next guest. And uh, we're looking at Goldman Sachs as it prepares for its biggest round of layoffs since the start of the pandemic. Joining us to discuss all this is Sally Bakewell, Bloomberg US finance team leader. Sally, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, now, is this really reflective of the wider industry in, in banking and investment banking, or is it company specific?
1: I think it is a little bit reflective. So before the pandemic, um, a lot of banks typically did have this kind of annual cull when they would usually get rid of something in the region of two to five percent of their bottom performers. Um, Now, because of the pandemic, they put that on hold um, and gradually have started to do it again. And now we understand, we learned that Goldman Sachs is planning to to uh, let go of about several hundred of its staff um, starting from this month. And we can expect, you know, the the other investment banks, they face similar challenges. They're battling inflation. Um, They have also seen a slump in deal-making, in investment banking. And we understand that a lot of the cuts with Goldman Sachs were in that division. And so we can expect that this sets the tone a little bit for broader Wall Street, and that we, we might start to see other banks following suit.
2: No doubt, though, there's a lot of pressure to raise the salaries of key performers, uh, big producers. So are we hearing much about the overall strategy? Is it to sort of hold the line? Because, you know, if you're letting 300 people go and then you're hiring somewhere else and also raising salaries, you might just toe the line.
1: Yeah, that's right. And in fact, we we sort of have that dilemma played out in the comments from the HSBC CFO today, where they say they will probably have to you know materially raise pay for their employees next year um and that in order to kind of battle inflation which um for a bank with 220,000 people that's one of its um you know it it has very very significant um inflation related issues, it may have to undertake some pretty brutal cuts. I I mean, I think for any
2: You think about that 220,000, if you look at the number of people that work, for instance, say at PayPal, you know, you wonder whether HSBC over the next many, many years will cut headcount just because it has to.
1: Well, I mean, we're we're probably not quite seeing the magnitude that we've seen in the sort of tech space yet, where, you know, um, a lot of the companies not Speaking of PayPal here, but they have faced, you know, a sort of crisis of investment confidence. And so they've had to and they're facing all kinds of challenges. And they, so they've had to make these huge sweeping cuts. Um, I don't think we're we're going to see that with the U.S. investment banks yet. I think they if anything, they'll probably be a bit more targeted in some of their teams. Goldman, you know, we perhaps could have expected a few more to be cut. Um, they telegraphed. In July, that they were slowing their hiring velocity amid a challenging operating environment. So, this number, several hundred, doesn't feel like such a um, significant number. Of course, it may transpire to be to be more. Um, but you know, the the banks they are facing this sort of inflationary challenge. We've already seen them start to trim. Um, a lot of their mortgage related bankers. Um, and so we can definitely expect to see more. Um, how, however, I mean, that said, you know, uh, City's CEO Jane Fraser, she did rule out um, investment banking cuts. Um, and, you know, so it, it might not be that we see these huge swathes and a bit more kind of trimming yeah. around the yeah. edges in places.
0: Sally, the thing is that banking has changed. It has a lot more competition from uh, the new economy now than it used to, and that has, of course, changed the landscape. Because in the old days, banks used to routinely overfire, then overhire, and just carry on with that sort of uh, that vicious circle, if you will.
1: Right, and it's kind of interesting now. I mean, just looking at J.P. Morgan, um, for example, it's just purchased a company, um, a kind of fintech. Payments firm Renovate. Uh, so you know, in its quest to try and compete with technology, in you know, in the new economy, your online banking with apps, um, with sort of the the payment apps that enable you to do these very quick transfers. Um, so it will, of course, probably be acquiring people in that move. Um, And Goldman Sachs, you know, while um, its it's, uh, headcount is about 47,000, two years ago, it was a little bit less than that. So it's actually been adding people, um, as they have also been quite acquisitive, too. Um, So yeah, the banking landscape now is, of course, very different. And they're trying to compete uh, with sort of the fintech space. But that involves acquisitions, which boost headcount just as much.
2: I was a little surprised uh, to see the stock price performance of HSBC actually up 2.1% in London. And, uh, well, it didn't trade yesterday because Hong Kong market was closed. But with those comments by by Ewan Stevenson and, and Noel Quinn about being being short on their cost cuts by half a billion, that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, and I think they also said that they plan to hit their um two percent cost target um and so with costs in focus so much i think if that's what they're telegraphing that's probably why the um share price didn't you know didn't take a massive massive hit and actually um ticked up a little bit um and, you know, if this is their way to try and, you know, I, I maybe investors are glad to see that the bank is going to really keep a lid on costs because that's the thing that they do care about a lot. You know, J.P. Yeah. Morgan, for all of its positive <clears throat> respo- results, it, it took plaques from shareholders for not keeping a lid on expenses.
2: Yeah. Excellent stuff. Sally, thank you. Sally Bakewell, Bloomberg U.S. finance team leader with us live here.